Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy. Energy for hunkering down. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. Tim Ford. Nice tonight. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Kyle Larson went high. Chase Elliott went low. Larson's going to pin Elliott behind lap traffic for a moment. They're still wheel to wheel. Checkered flag in the air. And Martin Truex Jr. wins the 50th annual Gander RV 400. We get the gold monster, baby. The gold one. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our string. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRA crew with you for yet another weekly get-together, and we've got lots coming your way over the course of the next 60 minutes. We're going to chat with Chad Canals. He's the crew chief for William Byron of the legendary number 24 car there at Hendrick Motorsports. Chad sat down with Woody Kane. We'll let you hear that conversation. Speaking of sitting down with folks, Kim Kuhn had a chance to visit with Chase Elliott coming off of his race win at Talladega Super Speedway. We'll get Chase's thoughts about a lot of different things. Mother's Day weekend coming up this weekend at Kansas. Hoping that you've got mothers of some sort of fashion squared away in your home, whether it be mom or whether it be your grandmother well let's hope that first of all you're bringing mom to kansas speedway to join us for the digital ally 400 race weekend we'll explore mother's day weekend in detail and when we go to kansas the number one thing on everyone's minds is barbecue well we're going to talk battle of the barbecue in this show kansas or north carolina style barbecue we'll have that and a whole lot more but first a rain delay in Dover pushed the race to Monday, and it was a beautiful day for racing in the first state. Martin Truex Jr. took home the checkered flag, but there were good runs for a lot of different teams. Here's how it sounded on the Motor Racing Network. Chase Elliott right now after a win a week ago at Talladega, the pole winner here on Friday. He'll be the driver leading the field of the green flag. Yeah, but one to go at the line, one at the line. Copy that, 400 good ones, fellas. Get it. Roger. Driver going to roll off from the second spot is William Byron. Appreciate it, guys. Let's have a good day. I'll try to keep you updated on what's going on in here, like we talked about, and uh, just have a good day. Get after it. Yeah, man. Go ahead and slide back in your seat, William. Double check those seat belts. Give him a good tug. Double check your steering wheel. Get a look at your switches. We'll go with the bands on, please, for the remainder of the day. All right, man. We are coming to one to go. All right, gang. Hop up on the wall. You're ready to set this thing off. It comes a day late, but we are ready to go. Celebrating 50 years of the Monster Mile in race number 100. Here they come off turn number four, and the green flag is in the air. Alex Bowman started at the tail end of the field. He has come all the way right now to 16. The guys that run up aren't super high up there, just a lane off the bottom, like you're just on the outside of somebody. 10-4, I'm just a little too tight right now. Kind of snap free on exit. Plan is to raise the track bar back up a little bit, help you rotate. Um, but that's all we're going to do. Track bar up a little bit. 
four tires. He's applying pressure to the back bumper of the Michael McDowell car, and then Denny Hamlin are directly ahead of the race leader. I can't get off the corner. Whatever you pick, it means our setup really wasn't that tight, so you just gotta go back. Yeah, I kept where I was worried about that. Our metrics didn't say we went that far. Uh, yeah, I was worried about that. That's good, though. We're just gonna try to recover here. They dropped the jack on Chase Elliott's car. Elliott wins the battle off pit road. Go, 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 all the way, all the way. You're good, you're good. Still wet there after our box, I guess. Eh, not really. Slick there. Yeah, real slick there, once I got out of it. Copy. Trouble, turn one, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Up and into the wall. He'll take it way up the racetrack. I just have. I don't know. It was changing throughout the whole run anyway. Had to regrip my steering wheel three times because it changes. Like every week, the toe changes throughout the run. Probably off, but I don't know. It's right from the lab. I can't tell. Green checkered flag is waiting at the start-finish line. Who will get there first? Here they come. Logano. And green checker right there. Nice job. Man, that was easy. Get down there. Stage one is good. Yeah, 10-4. We were uh, well short on fuel. That's why you're so tight. I'm going to work on it up here. I know we're going to bury it a little bit. We're going to get your balance back. We'll fight our way forward for the next one. Coming to the green checkered flag, what a race we have been watching unfold here today on the Monster Mile. Truax off turn number four, right up against Bubba Wallace. Pullman gives it one last shot, but he will come up just shy. Tell Freddie, good job. Let a Toyota win a stage. Hey, I know, but hey, we're not getting pissed today. We're taking care of the nose. That checkered flag right there don't mean the one we need later. We're fine. We're all good, dude. I know we wanted to win that, but just don't pay nothing. Yeah, 10-4. We're just, uh, we're had a lot more rear security there. We're just too tight. Okay, 10-4. Denny Hamlet, problem for him. Oh, and he loses it in two. He'll spin on the apron of the racetrack. He'll spin out on the bottom line of the racetrack. Caution, caution. Caution. Try to get caught up as you can, but we've got to tear it apart, bring it to us. Do we pit right now? If you don't, if you have to, yes. Four tires. Four tires, clearance for fenders. Just get the right side to keep you on that down. Yeah. Just do right, clearance the fenders. Just do right, clearance the fenders. Right now, Truex is in the position. He just needs to get out of the lap traffic around him, set sail. But no, don't go too hard. Don't do nothing stupid, because now, five laps to go now. not going to give us any help, because they're racing to stay on the lead laps. and giving you that information, bud. Checkered flag in the air, and Martin Trex Jr. wins the 50th annual Gander RV 400 at Dover. We get the gold monster, baby. The gold one. When we return, Kim Coon sits down with Chase Elliott after his win at Dega and later we talk Mother's Day. Getting geared up to do that next job? At AutoZone, we have the free services you need to do it right. Like our free AutoZone Fix Finder service. If your check engine light is on, our Fix Finder service will help you troubleshoot the likely issue. And if you need help from a repair shop, we know some of the best. And is it time for a tune-up? Start with your spark plugs. New spark plugs can help you restore lost engine performance and reduce emissions. Let us help you at more than 5,600 locations nationwide. Restrictions and details in store. Welcome back to Sports View. Next topic, is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy. Man, back in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. 
They just took the oranges. They didn't say, are there six, seven, 12, 15, whatever? It was just oranges. You get me? We get you, Chuck. In a word, oranges. Give it to us straight with the Progressive Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When we return, we'll talk with Chase Elliott about the pressures of being NASCAR's most popular driver. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. NASCAR Coast to Coast on MRN.com and Motor Racing Network's Facebook. Join me, Kyle Rickey, and Hannah Newhouse as we talk with the next generation of NASCAR stars and established local and regional racers each Wednesday at 1 Eastern Time. Or subscribe, download, and listen on your favorite podcast provider. NASCAR Coast to Coast. Grassroots NASCAR Racing from the Motor Racing Network. MRN's Classic Races. Labonte gets crossed up. Labonte goes around. Dale Earnhardt now watches Labonte spun across the line and got the win. Spanning 50 years of NASCAR racing. Barney Hall. There's a beautiful afternoon here in Daytona Beach. And the action will be fast and furious. Legendary voices. Legendary races. Daryl Simply, what happened? I just hope he chokes on that 200000 That's all I can tell you. MRN's it. Classic Races. Available on MRN.com, iTunes, and your favorite podcast provider. He did, he did touch you. No, he knocked the hell out of me. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It may have taken 10 races, but Hendrick Motorsports got their first win of the season at Talladega thanks to Chase Elliott. MRN's Kim Kuhn sat down with Chase to talk about being NASCAR's most popular driver and why he still hangs his hat in Dawsonville, Georgia. Well, Logano couldn't block them all. He tried to block Kurt Busch. That worked, but he couldn't block Chase Elliott. That didn't work. And here comes Elliott to the lead at Talladega. You've got to be riding high. You win at Talladega. But not only that, the crowd at Dig after the win, I was in awe. They were on their feet. They were cheering. You described it as you felt like you had them in the palm of, their, of your hand. We weren't in Georgia, but did it yeah. feel like a hometown win? Definitely felt like a hometown win. Um... Which, you know, Talladega's always been close to home, so I've always enjoyed racing there for that matter, and I've always had a lot of friends and family who want to come over to that race because it's close. So it's always kind of felt like a home race. Um, obviously, not in the state of Georgia, but the fans certainly made it made it feel that way times 100 on, on Sunday. You've kind of uh, had this role as this up-and-coming, most popular driver. You won the award last year. I don't know that you've accepted the fact that you're NASCAR's most popular driver, but did that give you a sense that you had earned that title? Just in general, I want to feel like I earn, I earn things and um, the right way. And uh, yeah, whatever Sunday meant for that, I don't know, but it was, it was a cool experience. And like I've told a lot of people, that may not always be the case. They might find somebody else to like, you know, in, in a year or two or mm -hmm. whatever. And I remember it up here forever. Didn't get, didn't get to keep it very long in, in real life though. As part of kind of the celebration or victory lap after winning Dega, you went to the Dawsonville Pool Hall. What was that like? Yeah, it was great. Um, we had some, uh, kind of oddly enough, we had some media scheduled on Tuesday anyway after really? the race. Uh, so, yeah, we were doing that regardless of, of how Sunday went. 
Um, so it just kind of worked out that, uh, that you know, Sunday went good and was able to uh, yeah, do all the media after a win, which was great. Why have they over there latched on to you and your family? Because they've been such big proponents of you guys. They obviously, you know, fire the siren up when there's a, yeah. an Elliott family win. Why, why do you think that they've been so supportive of y'all? I don't know. I mean, obviously, North Georgia ha has some pretty deep racing roots anyway um, outside of my family, but I just think I think to me a lot of that stems from the uh, well. First off, Gordon Perkle, the guy that owns the place, he's always been a been a racing guy. Um, but I really think what pushed that to get it to where it is now, I would say, was just Dad's success and my family's success in the '80s, and them doing uh, all their work and running that race team out of Dawsonville. You know, Dawsonville is a small town now, but it was even smaller then. So there was a lot of people that either went to the racetrack or helped or worked at the shop or worked at the engine shop throughout those times. So it was just such a big piece of the community that I think it was easy to easy to support. And there weren't a lot of people that had any type of success outside North Carolina. You've obviously got roots in Dawsonville. Um, you still live in Georgia. Most NASCAR drivers live in Greater Charlotte. Not many, you know, kind of live or, you know, spend their time outside this little bubble you though choose to and I know again that you know your family's from Georgia but why why Georgia you know why aren't you this yeah. you know guy that's in uptown Charlotte living the young life yeah it's just not for me I don't mm -hmm. think uh, I mean don't get me wrong I like to go hang out with my friends you know that live up there um, uh, occasionally and, and sure you know go to Charlotte's fine and fun for a day or two uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't I just don't feel like I ever fit in up there um, it's just never really how, I guess it's just not how I was raised, you know, my, my, I kind of think back to how my dad did things. He never lived up there. He always kind of made it work from, from North Georgia. Um, when we were short track racing, we never did any work in Charlotte. Like we always did our own thing. We had a group of guys that was literally from mm -hmm. right around there and, and made it work and had, had some success. And I just think that's cool. Thank you, Kimmy. Such a great conversation right there. Coming up, we'll chat with two NASCAR drivers going overseas to compete in Europe. And later, it's time for Kansas. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. He is the envy of the racing world. I assumed that Ryan, Bubba, and Chase were all busy, and I was the next in the pecking order. <laughs> she goes way back. When did you meet? Seventh grade, uh, sixth grade? No, ninth grade. I was a minute ago. And he just wants to be friends. Are we friends? No. It's the Sunday Money Podcast. Join Corey LaJoy, Daryl Mott, and Lauren Fox as they detail what it's like to live the racing lifestyle both on and off the track. Download and subscribe to Sunday Money on iTunes, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. It's butts and nuts jammed in there. Myatt Snyder and Ruben Garcia are going international to compete in the NASCAR Wheeling Euro Series. We'll talk with them about that experience next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
Winged Nation with Steve Post, Aaron Evernham, and Ashley Stremme. Your destination for all things winged sprint cars. Each Saturday at 8.30 and 11.30 a.m. on MAV-TV. Live at noon on WingedNation.com and Facebook Live. Join us for in-depth conversations with drivers and personalities that make up the greatest dirt racing on earth. The Winged Nation preview podcast each Thursday previews the upcoming weekend. Winged Nation, winged sprint car talk covering dirt tracks all across America. 2019 is the Motor Racing Network's 50th year, and things are about to get a lot louder. I'm Woody Kane. The NASCAR season is revving its engine, and MRN's two biggest loudspeakers are back. When race spotter Joey Meyer and I bring you the latest news, results, and headlines every Monday on MRN Out Loud. Crank it up. Mondays on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are heard. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It's always cool to see NASCAR drivers get recognized internationally and have the opportunity to race against drivers worldwide. Well, two up-and-coming NASCAR drivers have that opportunity, and Woody Kane talked with both Myatt Snyder and Ruben Garcia about competing in NASCAR's Wheelan Euro Series. Ruben Garcia is the 2018 NASCAR Peak Mexico Series champ, but... Because of that, you got a chance to go to Valencia, Spain, and race in the NASCAR Wheel and Euro Series for the first time. What was that experience like? It was very unique. Uh, it's a great experience. I always wanted to go to run in that racetrack, the Valencia Circuit, how they call it, because I'm a huge MotoGP fan, and they host their season finale there. So I always seen races at that track uh, on TV and always wanted to go there. So finally, I got the chance to see how the Euro NASCAR Series work and and race that racetrack that I always have seen in TV. Uh, it's very different to what we're used to here, what we're mm -hmm. used to in Mexico. They run twin races every weekend, and then you have to share the car with uh, a driver that will run the the other series. Cause I have Is the, that like turning in your rental car? You can't <laughs> yes. leave it dirty for the next guy? Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yes. Uh, so I was a little nervous, meanwhile, watching the other guy racing because if he wrecked hard, then I, I was kind of You might lose problems. your chance, yes. yeah. But... Uh, it was very. Those races are very fun, very intense. They're so mm -hmm. short that all the drivers know that they have two or three good laps to make something happen and make some serious gains. Because after that, then they'll start spreading out and then making um, moving up. It's it's way harder. So the first three or four laps are absolutely crazy. Which is <laughs> it is very fun, but that at some points you really get into situations where you wish you You know, what have I gotten you, myself into yes, here? <laughs> yes. Uh but it makes it very fun to watch. It makes it very fun to drive. Um I I think I I used my first race pretty good to learn mm -hmm. and understand how it is. And then when I was going to do my second race I thought that we have everything to move up and finally get a good result there, but the race went even crazier and just <laughs> got a little damage in the car very early in the race, and that hurt, really hurt the performance. Now, when you say the races are short, is it long enough for you to have to make pit stops, or is it pretty no, much no, just no. go? It, like, if you go all green, you'll make the race in about 25 minutes. Wow. Yes. What a great concept. <laughs> yes. I think that they're, could be a hit. They're very quick, and then you get elite one race that it's about – it's 18 laps, but you can get it done in a matter of 25, 30 minutes. And then there's the lead two race, 
and then the next day you have again elite two race and then elite one race so for the fans it's it's amazing because they see four very interesting races well Ruben we appreciate your time and continued success here and in Mexico and if you get back to Europe there as well thanks for your time thank you thank you very much for having me that's Ruben Garcia, the 2018 Peak Mexico Series champion. Now as we continue, we'll play a little bit of musical chairs. And keeping with the international theme here on NASCAR Live, Myatt Snyder, the 2018 NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series Rookie of the Year, joins us. He's racing full-time in the NASCAR Wheeling Euro Series this year. And last month, he was in Valencia, Spain. Myatt, you're an international traveler now. Have you ever been there before? I'd never been to Valencia before, but now I'm... I'm the most cultured man ever. I've, I've, I now speak several languages. Um, you know, I'd, I'm not buying that. No, not at all. Uh, but no, I've, I've, uh, I've, I am now an, an international man. So yes, um, it it was very interesting to go over there and see the differences, you know, in uh, in racing styles and all this and. So, but it, it was a lot of fun. I definitely can't wait to do it for the next race. Yeah, so you're running the full schedule over in Europe, right? And, I mean, look at the list. Italy, UK, the Czech Republic, Netherlands, Germany, Belgium. Have you been to any of those places before? The only one I can say I've been to for is the United Kingdom. So, wow. um, but um, I'm looking forward to all of them. They're all great tracks. Um, lots of differences between all the tracks, of course. And we get to go to an oval. So yeah. I get, I Which get one to, is the oval? Um, it's in the Netherlands. Okay. It's actually, um, I can't remember if it's a half mile, like three quarters of a mile, but it's it's a shortish track, um, and it's progressively banked. So you actually run the top lane. So uh, yeah. that makes it <laughs> that makes it very interesting. Now, a lot of the guys in that series probably don't have much oval experience, at least not like, I mean, you grew up racing ovals, right? And they, those guys are almost primarily road courses, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and it's it's really interesting to think about because, you know, uh, none of these guys have ever run ovals except for maybe uh, uh, Ruben Garcia. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> some of them may have some of the... But most of them really know they haven't run all that many ovals, and my team not, hasn't either. So they're this is their first year in the NASCAR Wheel and Euro Series. So they're this is their first year doing any kind of stock car stuff, and mm-hmm. so they've never been to an oval there in their life. But they've done <laughs> all kinds of stuff in like LMP2 and Formula Two. So they've they've got quite a history of of running good in races. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how we adapt. Give me an idea what the differences are between the the Euro Series style of racing and what we see over here, like in the Truck Series, K and N traditional NASCAR races. So the biggest thing is just, like you said, in the style of racing, it's they pass on the exit of the corner rather than the entrance. Mm. So, like, of course, you you know, you start your braking and all that, and you try and pass the guy. But in the States, we try and pass on entry, and we try and at least it. get under somebody. Yeah, at there. least yeah. get under somebody, get a hole, get your nose in so that you, they know that you're there. Well, there, they don't, like, if it's anything, you know, before the exit, you know, it's not really... It's not really the uh, the jurisdiction of the guy trying to pass. It's the guy in front of you has the position. So you have to wait for him to mess up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So, or you have to get a really good run. So like that that kind of played into how I had to race because you know you can't really like if they get into you on entry, that's your fault. It's not their fault. Oh boy. So it's it's so different to think about because I've been raised to think you know this. It's almost way. everything completely opposite. And it's almost the exact opposite. So. Um, so I, it's definitely an adjustment, but it's uh, it's it's pretty cool regardless. Now they run uh, Elite One and Elite Two, and each of those run two races on a weekend wherever they happen to be. What's the difference in Elite One and Elite Two? Is it just simply experience? Yeah, so you know the Elite One guys are your your champions that have had you know some big accolade. It's kind of similar to how the licensing system for IMSA works. Okay. You know, you've got your gold and your platinum drivers and okay. all that. Um, now you don't need, they don't have any requirements of, you know, what drivers are in what cars, but obviously if you got a guy who's got three or four championships, he's going to be your elite one driver. Right. And if you got a rookie driver, you know, like technically I am, then 
<clears throat> then that's going to be your Elite 2 driver. So, okay. um, so, yeah, that's how that works out. Now, when you are on one of these trips, do you get enough time to go around and see stuff, or is it pretty much get in, race, and get out? Well, I think because this is the first race, I didn't have quite enough time because we were all we're going through that teething process where you're starting to work with a new team. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still it's still pretty interesting because you know these um, <clears throat> these guys are like I said they're they're brand new, but they they adjusted pretty well. But um, but yeah, I did have I did end up having a little bit of time towards the end of it um, after the races were over to kind of go and explore because I didn't fly out until the morning after. Okay. So I got to go and walk around the the city of Valencia, which is actually insanely gorgeous because oh, there's um, that sounds they great. had one guy design the city um, because they thought his artwork was so good. He tried to like mimic nature, I guess. So, really? Wow. So yeah, all the buildings were like really natural shapes, yeah. like they weren't you know just these these concrete slabs that are square. Um, so they were all kind of flowing, like they had all these art buildings and all this. And it was really cool, and it's it's you got to see it. To you just it. didn't get long enough to look at exactly, it all, right? Yeah. Exactly, you know. And there's so many like little. It's 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 different from like American cities. There's so many like little tiny shops where you can go to, little restaurants and all that, and it's all it's all really cool to see. Yeah. Now, what of the other places that you're going to go are you looking most forward to that you've kind of had on your bucket list? I definitely, I think, I think definitely Germany. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be really cool, mainly because of the Autobahn. <laughs> um, yeah. You, look, also, you got to get a rental car and go out there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That thing's going to be blowing rocks. Push it out. to the limit. <laughs> exactly. Um, Germany, um, I think uh, Italy is going to be really cool. That's the next mm-hmm. race we go to. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, you really can't go wrong with any of the races. You know, they yeah. all go to cool destinations. So, uh, definitely blessed to have this opportunity. Mike, thanks for your time and good luck. Hey, thanks for having me. Very exciting for both of those young drivers. Coming up, Kansas is upon us. What are drivers thinking with this new aerodynamic package? And later, we've got Mother's Day on our minds. This is one of the greatest days of racing. A picturesque setting for a racetrack, one of the best that we go to throughout the course of the year. You know when you come here, you're probably going to see things happen that you will not see anyplace else. Campgrounds are full, the fans are filing into their seats, and we are just about ready to get things going. Awesome to hear this place is sold out once again this year. It's going to be an exciting one here today. Plan your weekend at a Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race today by visiting nascar.com slash tickets. Check out MRN.com for a new podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Benson to the bottom of the racetrack. This is the race for the lead and the win at Michigan. And some wild moments. One truck is in the air. Matt Crafton upside down. And we'll let you hear the stories behind them. He was too bullheaded to let me pass him, and I was too bullheaded to let him have it. Download the show for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. We would like to salute Martin Truex Jr. after his Dover win and make him our AutoZone Driver of the Week. Seeing your check engine light come on can be seriously frustrating, but the cause isn't always something serious. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you troubleshoot the likely cause. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Coming up next, NASCAR visits America's Heartland this weekend in Kansas City. We've got previews next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. 
Hey guys, it's Dylan Welch. He's Tyler Burnett. We're the co-hosts of the Rip the Fence podcast. If you like traditional non-wing dirt track racing, we've got the podcast for you. Christopher Bell. I've flipped mile. people off before, and every time I've stuck my hand out the side of the car with my finger up, I've DNF. We literally crack open the mics and talk to some of the biggest stories in open wheel racing from past and present. Ryan Newman is in. He either chose to fight or not fight, and then never chose to fight with me. <laughs> it's the Rip the Fence podcast available on MRN.com and your favorite podcast app. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue along on this week's NASCAR Live. So glad you joined us here on the Motor Racing Network. Kansas Speedway has slowly become a track most drivers have enjoyed, and for good reason. The asphalt is aging nicely, and it's a challenging track, which means drivers get to have some fun. NASCAR Today Midday's Kyle Ricky tells us what drivers expect this weekend at Kansas Speedway. It's time for night racing at Kansas, and after a lengthy break from mile-and-a-half racetracks, drivers feel confident in the changes they've made. Chase Elliott says passing isn't always easy there, but the way the track is aging is working well. Kansas is, uh, is, has become a cool place. You know, I think, I think as it has aged, the outside lane has really prevailed there, and I think that'll continue to be that way. So. I think it's going to be a, a, a top lane dominant racetrack as it continues to wear and age and, and as time goes on even more than it already is. Um, so that, that makes it difficult. It's hard, to, it's hard to make a lot happen in a hurry when, when everybody's riding you know, the wall and, and up in those, in those top groups. So that's the challenge of it is, is trying to pass and move forward. It's, uh, it's a difficult thing to do when everybody's ripping the top. Kyle Busch is curious to see how the new package will deliver on the racetrack. Challenge to Kansas, I guess, is just going to be what it takes with this new package and uh, the faster speed. Well, you're not really faster at Kansas, I guess. you got the 550 package there. So, um, you know, seeing what that's going to be, is it going to be wide open? Um, you know, is the draft going to be in effect? Uh, where's the groove going to be? Typically, it's been uh, momentum around the high side the last couple of times there because that's where the banking's the best or the highest. Stuart Haas Racing hasn't scored a win yet, but Kevin Harvick says they ran fine at other mile-and-a-half racetracks and a win should be coming shortly. Our cars ran fine at Texas. Um, you know, obviously we had some isolated problems, but you know, our cars, our cars, um, you know, from a Stuart Haas standpoint, we just hadn't won a race. They ran fine at Texas. We've been in contention, you know, plenty good at, at Bristol and, and Richmond. And so it's really, it's just a detail thing at this particular point. We just got to get one of them to victory lane. Teammate Eric Almarola thinks the aging of the asphalt and the tires Goodyear brings should deliver better racing. Kansas is um, is an incredibly fast mile and a half racetrack. You know, I think we go to Texas and in Charlotte and um, Atlanta. A lot of those they're the mile and a half racetracks with the with the dogleg in the front. Kansas is is more similar to Chicago, um, but Chicago is really worn out the pavement at Chicago is really worn out and uh, and we're just a lot slower there's a lot more off-throttle time at Chicago Kansas uh, since they repaved it it is incredibly fast but over the last couple of years it seems like those harsh winters in Kansas City have, have started taking a toll on the the pavement and it started to wear out and because of that that has allowed Goodyear to bring a, a softer tire that wears out also um, so that that 
compounding effect of the asphalt wearing out and Goodyear bringing tires that are softer that also wear out, I feel like has has really put on some great races at Kansas the last couple of years. The, the groove widens out. We don't just run right around the bottom of the racetrack anymore. We, we run from the bottom of the racetrack all the way up to running right on the wall. Um, and it's just a lot of fun to race there because you've got options. Uh, when you get to the corner and you're faster than somebody, you can you can run the bottom, you can run up against the fence, or you can try and pull a, a, a slide job, which is which makes it exciting and, and fun. Thank you, Kyle. Dylan Welch also caught up with Adam Stevens, crew chief for Kyle Busch, to see how their team prepares for the mile and a half racetrack in the heart of America. Kansas coming up on the schedule, uh, another mile and a half racetrack. What are the challenges of that place, maybe compared to some of the other mile and a halfs? Kansas is uh, it's a unique place. You know, everybody thinks the mile and a half are all cookie cutters, but uh, they all have a different grip level. They all have their uh, different nuances. And, and one of the things we fight at Kansas is we practice during the day and we're going to race at night here. And it's a quick show, so uh, you have to have your stuff in order. You have to unload good, and it's a quick turnaround before you put it in line for uh, impound qualifying. What are some of the nuances of it? Well, the uh, transition on and off the racetrack is pretty harsh, um, so green flag stops can uh, – really uh, tear your car up a little bit skirt-wise and splitter-wise and uh, maybe something that most people don't account for. Uh, and it's the first time that we've run um, single car qualifying here and uh, impound race. Um, so, you know, a lot of the things we do to go fast for a lap, uh, we can't do because um, it's an impound and, we you know, we have to uh, qualify our race setup. So I think it's going to jumble the uh, order of uh, qualifying a little bit and, and really mess up pit selection. How much does it change going from day to night at that place? Well, the, the grip level just uh, goes up, um, so we'll be a lot more in the throttle, and I think that the, you know, the groove tends to widen out more uh, when the grip level's lower, so it might be um, a little bit later in the race before a lot of rubber goes down before the middle and uh, higher lanes come in. Thank you, Dylan. Coming up, we talk Mother's Day with drivers, and it's a battle of the barbecue. Plus, later, Chad Canal sits down with our Woody Kane. G'day America, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. That's right, Outback Delivery is here. Now you can enjoy all your Outback favourites anywhere. Our signature centre cut sirloin at home. It's here. Or game day party platters with kookaburra wings that'll have both teams cheering. It's here. Or steak and lobster for a date night at home. It's here. Head over to Outback.com and place your orders because Outback Delivery is here. Outback Steakhouse, Aussie rules. Delivery availability varies. Delivery charge may apply. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. It's Mother's Day Sunday, so what makes driver moms different? We've got the answers next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. You hear it every week. Just want to thank the whole team and uh, all our guys back in Denver. Everybody supports this team. They're the unsung heroes of NASCAR, and their life is the pit. This is Rocco Williams, and for 10 years, I've jacked up some of the biggest names in auto racing, and now I'm jacked to bring it all down to street level and acquaint you with the guys behind the wall and back at the shop. Join me on MRN Crew Call, presented by Money Lion, every Wednesday on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are found. Looking towards the weekend? Aren't Thursdays a drag? 
hours too. Get your weekly dose of nitro-fueled NHRA talk every Thursday on The Straight Line, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is Ralph Shaheen. Join Doug Herbert and myself as we talk with the biggest names, both past and present, to ever stomp down on the loud pedal. Top fuel, funny car, pro stock, motorcycles, you name it, we talk about it. Don't miss The Straight Line, Thursdays on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever your favorite podcasts are heard. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Mother's Day is upon us. It's coming up on Sunday, and everybody's mother is important to them. And while you should make your mom feel special every day, Mother's Day is where you really get to go all out. We asked some drivers what makes their mother special. The long wait to return is over. Here he comes off board. Clint Boyer sees the checkered flag, and he wins the STP 500. You know, I think moms, when I think of my mom, I think of Ponca City, Oklahoma. Um, I don't know if you knew you'd been in Oklahoma, but the dirt's red, where all three uh, of us brothers were racing motorcycles and, and um, racing two or three classes. We're down there for a week, and... Now that I'm older and have kids, it's hell for a parent. I, I couldn't imagine going through and having three kids racing uh, all these different classes and having to keep track of that and when to be up there. Um, it rained and it was muddy. And I remember my mom had this, she was like the coolest girl in the pits because my dad found her a, uh, like this miniature washing machine. And she was washing all that red dirt out of those clothes and trying to keep everything clean. And you had white boots and was keeping those clean. I'll always remember that growing up, how hard they worked to uh, to get us, you know, to the not only to the racetrack, but once you're there, oh my gosh, it's a lot of work. Um, and, and they were doing that all themselves. David Reagan and Matt Kenseth showing the way as more cars crash off turn number four at the line. David Reagan will win the Coke Zero 400. Yeah, I mean, my mom is certainly the backbone of, of the Reagan family. I feel like uh, all the males in our family, uh, in my family, uh, they're all a little selfish and, and, and they're always at the racetrack and, and they're doing what they do. And my mom's just kind of around tidying up the loose ends and, and, and keeping us fed and keeping us clothed. So uh, she's, she worked for you know, 40 years of, of her life, and, and now she, she doesn't have to work at a job, but, but she still worked extremely hard chasing my brother and my, my dad around and uh, chasing my grandkids around. So, yeah, my, my mom, Beverly, is, is a great mom, and uh, she has uh, been at probably more racetracks and late at night uh, and dusty infields than she deserves. Uh, but uh, but she's been a trooper and has always been around and, and supported our, our family's racing habit. Back to Benedetto and he might keep it off the outside wall. My mom's a nervous wreck all the time. That's my mother. <laughs> she, she's awesome, oh, so supportive, but she's always uh, clapping up and down and, uh, and extremely on edge and gets stomach cramps because she's so nervous when I'm racing, <laughs> especially leading the Daytona 500. When I was racing go-karts at Cycleland Speedway in California, uh, people, we don't have spotters obviously, um, our, my competitors could tell when I was coming and catching them for the lead because they would see my mom right at the fence line jumping up and down and clapping and they'd be like, oh no, we're in trouble, Matt's coming. <laughs> Ty Dillon brings home the checkered flag tonight here at Texas Motor Speedway. I try to make sure every day is Mother's Day uh, for my wife. She's uh, she's special, um, especially as much as I'm having to leave and, and do things obligation for, for my job and providing for her family. She is uh, rock solid for us and um, 
she is so special and so talented and, and she's capable of so much and I think one day we're going to look back and just see that my racing career was a little little blip on the radar compared to what she's going to accomplish too so um, you know Mother's Day is, is every day around our household. Joey said the other day it's the big three and me well me's the one who's going to win it Joey Logano in his 10th full-time season in the cup series is going to win at Ford EcoBoost 400 and the 2018 Series Championship. Yeah, I think, um, you know, my mom and, and probably uh, most drivers' moms uh, and parents have, have put a lot into um, you know, their, their sons or, or daughters' racing careers or, or their lives in general, right? Um, even outside of racing, uh, the, you know, your, your mom plays a huge role <laughs> in what we do and how we get here. And I remember uh, growing up racing, my my mom, she's a typical Italian mom that, that cooks a lot of food. And every time we go to the racetrack, uh, we, we won when it came to best food at the racetrack. <laughs> we had more food than we could handle, uh, which I think made people want to work on our race team. So that was good. <laughs> uh, most of them were volunteers, so it was kind of a will work for food moment. And at least we had a lot of good food. So uh, that was a, a fun piece and a good, a good thing. I think Joey's mom should bring food for everyone at the track every week, including a stop at the MRN truck as well. Be sure to celebrate your mom and wives and sisters, all mothers, for the support they give this weekend. As we head into Kansas, one of the best parts about this track is its proximity to amazing food. One of the highlights is the barbecue. So we got thinking, we're at Kansas this weekend, then head back home to Charlotte. Which state has the better barbecue, Kansas or North Carolina. It's the battle of the barbecue, and the answers were surprisingly varied. Alex Bullman gets a lead about a half a car length in front of Kyle Larson. All right, I think North Carolina barbecue and Texas barbecue are the, the two good barbecues. I don't, I don't know about that Kansas City barbecue. Checkered flag in the air, and the Road America 180 belongs to Michael McDowell. Yeah, Kansas City is good. Um, it's a fun place to go to in general. Just uh, the racetrack's fun to drive. You can move around quite a bit, um, and then leaving the racetrack, you don't have to go very far to uh, to have good meals and, and to be entertained and. Um, so it's, it's a fun place to visit, and um, yeah, it's like I said, over the years, it's become a really fun track. Ty Dillon brings home the checkered flag tonight here at Texas Motor Speedway. Oh, man, I'm, I grew up in Lexington, so I'm supposed to be biased, um, but I do, I do like, I'd say I like Memphis barbecue probably the best, like that Tennessee barbecue is probably my favorite. Eric Almarola, the leader, having bypassed Jimmy Johnson. I really do enjoy the Kansas City barbecue. Um, I prefer it much more over the North Carolina-style barbecue. First and foremost, I've got the greatest sponsor in the world when it comes to making sure we have the right product for the right barbecue um, with Smithfield. But um, one of my favorite places to go is is over in Overland Park. It's the the old what is it, Oklahoma Joe's, which is now I think Kansas Kansas City Joe's. They're doing uh, doing the city proud by by re renaming it and uh, taking some home ownership in, in Kansas City. So that's one of my favorite places. I think their barbecue is excellent. And to continue with the barbecue competition, Chicagoland Speedway will host the inaugural Barbecue Smokedown during their race weekend. That's June 27th through 30th, featuring some Barbecue Hall of Famers, so we'll have to check that out and see how it compares. Coming up, NASCAR Today's Woody Kane sits down with Chad Knauss, and later, we've got a history lesson coming your way. 
getting geared up to do that next job? At AutoZone, we have the free services you need to do it right. Like our free AutoZone Fix Finder service. If your check engine light is on, our Fix Finder service will help you troubleshoot the likely issue. And if you need help from a repair shop, we know some of the best. And is it time for a tune-up? Start with your spark plugs. New spark plugs can help you restore lost engine performance and reduce emissions. Let us help you at more than 5,600 locations nationwide. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're gonna let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Woody Kane sits down with legendary Chad Canals next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. MRN's Classic Races. Labonte gets crossed up. Labonte goes around. Dale Earnhardt now watches. Labonte spun across the line and got the win. Spanning 50 years of NASCAR racing. Barney Hall. There's a beautiful afternoon here in Daytona Beach, and the action will be fast and furious. Legendary voices. Legendary races. Daryl, simply, what happened? I just hope he chokes on that 200000 That's all I can tell you. MRN's Classic Races. Available on MRN.com, iTunes, and your favorite podcast provider. He did, he did touch. No, he knocked the hell out of me. When the racing concludes each weekend, keep up with the nonstop NASCAR news each weekday on NASCAR Today Midday. The drafting type races I've always excelled in, so that's where I see uh, a tremendous advantage. I think it was very important for us to get Martin and to get Cole, um, both of those as a, as a group, because they're very good at what they do. NASCAR Today Midday, Monday through Friday on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to put a bow on this week's NASCAR Live. So glad you joined us. Chad Knauss is arguably the best-known crew chief, and for good reason. NASCAR Today's Woody Kane sat down with Chad and talked about building his new relationship with William Byron and how his life has changed away from the racetrack. Talked with William last week, and he said the same thing, that you guys are chipping away at the communication and getting better and more comfortable with each other. How do you assess where things have gone between you two so far? Uh, honestly, the relationship between William and I, I think, has been perfectly fine. Uh, we've been working a lot at, uh, at Hendrick Motorsports. We've been here during the week, so we haven't had as much, you know, just, I guess you would say, bonding time or opportunity to get to know each other as well on a personal level is what I think is really necessary to kind of crack the code per se. Um, so we're still working towards that and doing that at every opportunity we can. Um, but at the racetrack, I think we've done a really good job of beginning to understand one another, understanding his communication style, him understanding my communication style and what it is that uh, we need to do to go out there and run well. I uh, went in the Wayback Machine and saw that you used to be a 14-year-old crew chief for your dad racing against guys like Mark Martin, Alan Kowicki, and Rusty Wallace, Hall of Famers. What do you remember about that time? Were you kind of like, oh, wow, or not so much? It was a lot different period back then. Um, being a crew chief for my father back then, my dad was really the boss. I was the guy kind of carrying things out and working on the car in his absence. It was, it was a lot of fun back then. We won a lot of races. We traveled around the Midwest a lot. Uh, once I got into like the 15 
range, I was probably making a lot more of the decisions. Um, so that was, was really a lot of fun. That definitely set the foundation for what it is that we have here today. A lot of people do know this, but I, I still find it fascinating to this day. On the old original Rainbow Warriors, you were a rear tire changer. That role has really changed from what it used to be to what it is now where we're getting ex-college football players and whatnot. What do you remember about those days, and could you do it now? I could get down there and change the tire. I just don't know if I'd get up again. That's uh, that's the difference. But, yeah, it's it was a lot of fun back then. Um, started changing tires, honestly, back in the Midwest when uh, people were using four-way wrenches as opposed to, to impacts, obviously, and then progressed up. I can remember for Christmas one year I actually got an impact. Um, to change tires with. That was my Christmas present for my father. What a weird little family. Yeah, I was. I was. I couldn't wait. So it was, uh, it was really cool um, when I was able to get to Hendrick Motorsports in the early 90s and, and progress my way up to a, a tire changer. It, it, it is different then than what it is now. Then you did it to be a part of the team and be a part of um, the success. And not that these guys don't, but you know, these guys get paid to do that. Back then, I got $25 a day per diem. That was <laughs> that was what I got. I did. It was cool. So um, so it's a different environment, but these guys, what they do today are, are phenomenal. Um, amazing, like you had mentioned, some ex-collegiate athletes. Uh, some are not. Some are just, you know, racers that, that kind of still have the niche. So it's, uh, it's pretty amazing what the athletes can do and how these guys can out there and with the, the restrictions they've got on the, the the tools that they're able to use and still do low 13 high 12 second pit stops pretty amazing you, you have a young child about to come up on his very first birthday uh, both of you are august babies and i remember at the time jimmy johnson saying i can't wait to see chad go through this everybody says it'll change your life has it changed yours you have no idea um yeah yeah you have no idea um it's it has i love that guy i love him to pieces he's uh the most important thing that's ever happened to me, um, bar none. It's uh, pretty amazing to to be able to spend time with them. I, I love it. I cherish it. I don't get to do it enough, for sure. Um, obviously, with what, what it is that we do for a living, it keeps us on the road a lot. keeps us uh, working in the shop and in the complex here a lot. So I, I do miss his awake hours. He's He's awake while I'm at work and sleeping when I get home. So, But I, I try to get a few hours a week with him, which is great. Um, and, yeah, he just had his eight-month birthday last weekend, so that was cool. And we're working on a year here late August. Wow. It's, it's fascinating to watch them discover things and be fascinated by common everyday stuff looking at the pictures now oh he's gosh he's growing up so fast i saw him at daytona when you guys were there but man he's growing like a weed <laughs> yeah yeah in and up and out he's uh he's 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 chubby he's chubby there's no doubt he doesn't miss a meal i can tell you that so it's uh but yeah it's been a lot of fun i've really enjoyed it he uh Jimmy's been pretty close to him. Uh, Jimmy's daughter's been pretty close to him. So it's it's been a lot of fun from that respect. And uh, and I, I just can't wait for the years to come. Let's get back to the technical side a little bit uh, to, to wrap up. A lot of talk about the Chevys trying to play catch up. And then you guys come out with the big win, Hendrick Motorsports, I mean, at Talladega, by sticking together. And that's something that we hadn't seen a whole lot of before because everybody was trying to figure out their own thing. Where do you think that the Chevys are right now? I, th I think it is still, we're still at a deficit over where we want to be. Now, it's very difficult for me. I can't complain, right? Until I'm the top dog in the Chevrolet camp, I can't really throw too many stones, right? So uh, until we get to the point where we're outrunning the one consistently and outrunning the, the nine and the 48 and the 42 and all the three and those guys every single week, I can't say a heck of a lot. Uh, but I do feel like we're still just a, a whisper behind, but we're making gains. Great interview, Woody. Thank you so much. Coming up, we've got history and 
we continue to celebrate 25 years of NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series racing. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Hi folks, Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. We're in the championship, baby, yeah! And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. You are entering the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Seeing your check engine light come on can be seriously frustrating, but the cause isn't always something serious. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you troubleshoot the likely cause. Get in the zone, AutoZone. It's that time of the week again, my friends. It's time for history. Take it away, Susie Armstrong. Thanks, Mike. This week, we send the Wayback Machine to 1989. Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down showed no signs of retreat on the rock charts. Dynasty ended an eight-year reign, airing the final episode on ABC. President H.W. Bush dispatched 2,000 troops to Panama to keep General Manuel Noriega at bay. And Davy Allison held off the competition in front of the hometown fans, scoring the win in the Winston 500 at Talladega Super Speedway. Davy Allison showing how strong he is. Allison all by himself up in the middle of the speedway. Here's Labonte closing right in on the back deck of the Haviland Thunderbird. Mark Martin riding along in third. Nobody's broken out of line yet. It's still Davy Allison. 100,000 fans plus are on their feet as the three Fords come into the dogleg. Davy Allison leads. Here comes the move. Labonte took a look down to the inside. There was a lap car there. He won't be able to do it, and Davy Allison will win it. 2005, Kelly Clarkson was certified platinum with Since You've Been Gone. Actress Renee Zellweger and Kenny Chesney traded gold, tying the knot in the U.S. Virgin Islands. The Huffington Post launched its brand of blogs and commentary on the World Wide Web, and Greg Biffle parlayed perfect pit strategy to best Ryan Newman in the closing laps of the Dodge Charger 500 at Darlington Raceway. For the final time, Greg Biffle comes off the end of the back straightaway, pulling away from Jeff Gordon. Mark Martin around Ryan Newman for fourth as Greg Biffle's looking for the checkered flag at Darlington. Biffle was a dominator earlier this evening. Things didn't look to be going his way, and suddenly it turned around, and he goes to victory lane here at Darlington Raceway. 2011. Adele's sophomore album, 21, is number one. The Pirates of the Caribbean franchise sailed on with the fourth installment on Stranger Tides. John Velasquez rode Animal Kingdom to victory in the 137th Kentucky Derby, and Regan Smith mounted the race of his life, winning the Showtime Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway, his one and only NASCAR Premier Series victory. Smith has got the lead, but Edwards is all over him as they exit turn two. Edwards looking to the bottom. 
He can't get it done. It's Regan Smith on the back straightaway. Regan Smith throws the block coming off of turn number two. Regan Smith leads off the end of the back straightaway. They're crashing and bombing the body. Pounds the outside wall. And Regan Smith is looking for the win. Regan Smith driving the Furniture Road Chevy based in Denver, Colorado, is going to do it. He'll hold off Carl Edwards and score his first career NASCAR Sprint Cup Series win at the toughest track of them all, Darlington Raceway. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. That's our Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Susie. We appreciate it. You heard us talking about this Truck Series podcast for weeks now, and we've released all of them at this point. So if you haven't listened already or have and want to listen again, you can now binge the entire series. Here's a little montage of everything we cover in MRN Presents, the tough trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. Well, right now we're seeing something that we've never seen before. For the very first time in NASCAR history, a field of 33 super trucks are rolling from the Dick Beatty garage area on a super speedway. Herman Kiroga side by side with Ryan Blaney, middle of the S's. Kiroga makes a pass. He's got the lead off turn 10. Here comes Blaney again, charging up to the inside, side by side across the line, and Ryan Blaney comes back to get the victory. Bodine up front, grabbing the lead down to the bottom of the racetrack. Kyle Busch, he's top shelf, digging up top. Bodine spins it. He spins back up at the wall almost, drops it down to the bottom of the racetrack. Everybody on the binders to avoid contact. We just rubbed each other the wrong way. I think a lot of it is, you know, our style of driving is kind of the same. You know, get out of my way, I'm coming through. And, but at the same time, be very smart with what you're doing. Ron Hornaday Jr. truly is a character. He, he's not only uh, a NASCAR Hall of Famer, obviously, based off of his, his on-track uh, record and experience there, but his off-the-track demeanor should be Hall of Fame worthy as well. By inches, it is Kevin Harvick scoring the win. Finally, Kevin Harvick wins in the NASCAR Crashman Truck Series. Kevin Harvick was somebody who captivated me right from the very beginning because of the fact that I felt like I, I knew Kevin from the days that he ran the Copper World Classic uh, down at the Phoenix International Raceway, or what was then called that. Brendan gone gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall, the whole front end of the Orleans Dodge, and now he's T-boned. We were so fast. Nobody was going was, was gonna to hold a candle to us on mile and a half that year. And we were super fast and, and just amazingly good. Pit stops, the tr crew was great. You know, I mean, we were we, we were on our A game. We were as good as we ever were. And, you know, looking at the replay, you know, if I go down another foot and a half, maybe I'm okay. You know, I just didn't go down, didn't clear down enough. And, and it just, you know, life is what, what life is. Be sure to go to MRN.com and you can listen to them all the way through. This has been the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone brought to you by AutoZone. Seeing your check engine light come on can be seriously frustrating, but the cause isn't always something serious. A free AutoZone Fixed Finder service can help you troubleshoot the likely cause. Get in the zone, AutoZone. That'll put a wrap on this week's show. We'd like to thank Chase Elliott for stopping by. Also, Chad Canals, Smyatt Snyder, Ruben Garcia, and Adam Stevens. For the rest of the MRA crew, I'm Mike Back. Thanks so much for joining us this week. We'll chat with you next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida and was brought to you by Bloomin' Monday at Outback Steakhouse and by Hercules Tires, right on our strength.
Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbrin. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy. Energy for hunkering down.